and welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. It's been a busy week for the Bears, including a quarter-final win in the Cheshire Senior Cup. We'll have reaction to that game and also from Mackenzie Faulkner after his first goal for the club came against Studley. We've also got the return of our Fan Away Day. We'll be with the women's team after they beat the league leaders and we'll also go behind the lens with club photographer Elliot Trainer. But first, let's get the reaction from player-manager Richard Duffy after the Bears came back to draw 2 all at Studley and then reached the semi-finals of the Cheshire Senior Cup after beating Northern Premier League side Witten Albion 2-0 on Tuesday night. Really good result, decent performance to go with it. Obviously conditions were, were hectic out there, really, really tough with the wind. Uh, pitch played nice. And yeah, we, we, we just played the conditions well and, and took our chances and, and defended really well. What is it about these cup competitions and against teams that are from, are from a higher division? I'm not too sure, to be honest. I mean, obviously, we've done all right in the, in, in the last two seasons in the Cups. It's not something that, that was high priority for, for us this season, obviously, with, with, with us being up there in the league. But with, obviously, the amount of games in the league this year, I just felt that, you know, it, it could be good to stay in and to give us them extra Tuesday games, to, especially to, to keep the lads who haven't been playing as much as, as much as they want and as much as, you know, they should do, to give them some minutes as well. What do you think was the key to today's victory? Organisation. We've played a different formation there that we've never played before. I've talked about. We had 10, 15 minutes in the changing room before we went out and tried to get some information into them to, to take on board. And, you know, they've played it out to a tier. And obviously, second half, we were up against it. And, you know, we, we obviously we played on the counter attack in, into the wind. And um, we expected that. But first half, I thought we played some really good stuff and um, scored, scored some good goals. Do you think that says a lot about the players and the squad that you've assembled here? The fact that they can take on information like that just before um, that they go out and, and literally kind of execute it to, to a T? Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes you can get the same voice repetitive of doing the same thing all the time. I just think these games are, are good to hear something a little bit different to try a little something, you know, something that you, you're not really asked to do sometimes. And, and hopefully that gives you gives you a little spark to, to keep going, you know. So um, I, f- I found that that's the way I've gone in the in the cups, or that's the way we've gone in the cups uh, the last two seasons, and, and it seemed to have worked. And the two goals will start the first with a really well taken goal by Max. Yeah, I mean they pressed was really good first half, and we were trying to play out, and we got through them a few times. They got caught a few times, which is understandable. But yeah, we you know Dave's kicked long, Tom Hamblin's on the header, and, and Max has made a great run, which which we talked about, which the wide men of of a three, which you know they run from out to in, and, and he's made a great run and a great finish. And the corner routines that you put together create chaos at the best of times. It, with the wind, it did. I think there's so much confusion exactly who, who scored it. I guess you were right underneath the crossbar. So who actually scored it? I think it, it touched me, to be honest. But um, no, uh, Pete, I think Pete, I think it's gone straight in uh, from the corner. He's put lovely flight on the ball, obviously, with the wind. And somehow it's gone over the keeper from a driven ball. Uh, so that's how much the wind has grabbed it and, and gone in on the back stick. Hampton's coming in. I think he's run into the post. Something that, you know, he's good at doing that. And yeah, I've got the goal. And a really defensive, solid performance as well. Yeah, we have to be. We're up against a team in, in a division above, a point or two points outside the playoffs in their division. So we knew we, we, we had to be pretty much perfect tonight to, to keep to keep the ball out. And yeah, when, when Dave called upon, he, I thought he was fantastic. Come some, come for some crosses as well. And, and obviously, especially the last twenty, well, first twenty minutes of the second half, I thought it was a real battle for us. Really, really tough to get to get out of our box, even never, never mind the half. And I think we grew into the half, the second half uh, of the second half. Um, I thought last 20 minutes I thought we were fantastic kept the ball out with our box really and um, limited them to, to not much and through to the semi-finals now which must be the, be the most pleasing part particularly against other teams where we're going to be the underdog again 
Yeah, I think all last season in this cup, I think we were the underdogs. We, we played some really tough teams. And I'm not sure who's left in the competition. I haven't, I haven't even looked, to be honest. So I'll try and find out in the next couple of days who's, who's left in and what the draw is. And, and yeah, I'm sure a good few weeks away yet. So we'll uh, we'll get back to the league on Saturday and, and concentrate on that. There's obviously still a lot of football to be played the rest of the this, this season. But if Congleton do go up, obviously they've shown again that they're more than a match from a team that plays at, the, at that step. Do you think that shows that they will be competitive if they do go up? Oh look, it's a long way to go. We got, I think, it's twelve games to go. Um, some really tough games. You know, we got we got to play three of the top six still, or three of the top five even, all at home. But you know, we play them all away, so obviously we'll go into them them games with with confidence. And you know, if we if we can perform in them games and and the, and the other games where um, we go away to some really tough teams, and that's what we can pick up enough points. But you know, it's, it's, it's some teams who are closing in on us. Will be pulling us down, um, and we've got to be brave and, and stay to to what we believe in. You got a good point against Studley on Saturday. What's your assessment off the back of that? <laughs> Where do you want me to start? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's you know away from home against a team who's, who's second in the league at the minute, going two 0 down. I think you, uh, I would have taken a point then, and it's just the way that the game panned out, just the way we started and and the way we finished is, is chalk and cheese and. You know, we we threw everything by the kitchen sink at them, um, and their manager coming off was, was I think he was a bit bewildered why we why we were going for the win at the end. You, you know, why are you throwing everything at us? Because you know, we we're a team that want to win games. We, we you know we had we had them on the on the ropes, and yeah, we had we had some decent chances to win the game. But then on the other end, they could have gone down the other end and won the game as well. I mean, Dave's pulled off a, a triple save, which which you won't see at this level for for sure, and won us a point really. So um, even though we were disappointed not to win the game. Um, on the other hand, we, we thank him for that as well. That's 12 points that you've gained from losing positions in, in the league this season. Obviously, as a manager, you don't want your, your team to, to, to go behind at all. But how pleasing is, is that stat and the fact that you can come from behind that have shown that throughout this season? Yeah, as you say, we, we, we show we can come from behind. Uh, we don't want to come from behind. Obviously, you want to go in front. But like I say, there's two, it's two teams on the pitch and, and they have a right to score, they have a right to defend and they have a right to do everything else that we do. So, you know, if we find ourselves behind and we've got to find solutions to, to come back into the game and we've done that second half against Studley and, you know, we couldn't find a winner but we walk away with a point and um, that's our second half of the season, four wins and a draw um, and we'll move on. One of those uh, games where you did come from behind was the Dallas and I'm sure you have fond me- memories of that with your 100th minute equaliser. You play them again on Saturday. What sort of game are you expecting? That's another tough game that we've seen them play at home. I um, caught up with them away from home. They might set up a little bit different, so we'll, we'll catch up on that this week now before before Saturday and, and, and set out the way we want to do. But you know, for me, it's it's all about us, um, what we do at home, and, and if if we play to our maximum and and do what we usually do, then it gives us a good chance of winning. It doesn't mean we're going to win the game. It gives us a good chance um, if if we're at it, and if we do that, then and we don't win the game, but we're at it, and we and we do everything we can, then then so be it. But you know, at the minute, it's been working our own, so we'll we'll go with that. Final mention of the Bears fans. Obviously, they were here again in fine voice this evening with the the, the cries of "We we know know what we are. We are the Cheshire champions." And also the Alays as well made an appearance at one stage. Just how how important have they been again? Yeah, I'm not sure what the Alays are about. I think we made about four passes second half, so maybe they were excited to see a pass from us second half. But no, listen, great support again. I know it's 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 not a far away game from, but the travel down to Studley was was fantastic, and I bet we brought 150 here again tonight away from home um, against a team who's you know, superior to us, level above us, and, and hopefully they'll go home happy and, and we'll see them Saturday. That was Richard Duffy speaking after the Cheshire Senior Cup quarter-final win. The other quarter-finals are played next Tuesday, so we should know more details of our next opponents and scheduling soon. 
Now, if you listened to the podcast when we spoke to Mackenzie Faulkner back in October, you'll have heard him speak about the fact he was still waiting for his first goal for Congleton. Yeah, I get a little bit of stick about that, but my comeback is that we've all got a job in the team and mine at this moment in time isn't to score goals. But yeah, it, it does need to change. I'm working on it all the time in training, working on my finishing and doing extra bits of, of finishing. So yeah, hopefully it'll come soon. I look forward to seeing a couple of lads' faces when it, when it does go in. Well, he did on Saturday because after 120 games for the Bears, he scored his first goal for Congleton. So of course, we had to get him back on the podcast to tell us all about it. It was kind of a bittersweet one, really. Um, so obviously in the game, we were 2-0 down at the time. And just before half-time's a good time to score, really. So yeah, it was it was good to um, break the duck as such and to get us back in the game, most importantly, really. Talk us through your goal because it wasn't quite a screamer. Completely opposite, really. So yeah, it, it was a set-piece. Danny's ball then to start with wasn't very really good and then he got a second chance at it, put it to the back stick. Chadis has done well to keep it alive, really. He's headed it back in and then it was just one of them things really. I was just kind of on the move. I managed to get myself in between the goalkeeper and the ball. I think Ethan had a little kick at it. Um, loads of people around there. I was probably about, about 10 centimetres off the line. And yeah, luckily I managed to just put it in just before the defender got there. So yeah, it, it was a nice moment, like I say. Um, I mean, it was good to get us back in the game and try and come back stronger a little bit second half really. When that happens and when you saw the ball hit the back of the net, what was the feeling for you? Because was it a case of, I finally managed to, to, to score and get that first goal for Congleton? I think it was, yeah. A, a little bit of a relief, really. One of them things where, as we've spoken about before, the, the lads are always on top of me, always having a little dig that I haven't scored. So, yeah, a bit of relief. But first and foremost, like I said, I just wanted to get the ball, wanted to get us back on the halfway line, really, and go again. Because I, I knew within the game, I knew we could have done a lot better than we were doing. So, yeah, a bit of relief, a bit of a weight lifted off my shoulders. But, yeah, most importantly, got us back in the game, really. And you didn't even have time to celebrate because, as you said, you were straight away in the back of the net to get the ball. And then the studded player charged into you. Yeah, it's quite a, quite a funny one, really, because like I say, I, I was 10 centimetres away from the goal and I've obviously tapped it in. And as I've gone down to pick it up and kind of run back to the halfway line and maybe give it the Alan Shearer with my hand, I've, I've, I've been pushed into the net and my feet have got tangled, my legs are in there. Like I couldn't do anything, really. So, yeah, I'd planned my celebration for, like you say, over 100 games now, but it wasn't meant to be, but doesn't matter now. What celebration would you have gone for? Was it the Alan Shearer? Yeah, it would have been the Shearer one on the way back to the halfway line or a little point in the crowd or something like that. But yeah, it's just one of them things, isn't it, when, when you're kind of lost in the moment. And like I said, I just needed to get the ball, really, but got ended up in the goal. And that's the thing, because that almost amazes me. And I think it sums up who you are as a player and also the the, the team as well, that willingness and and just to go and get that ball. We, we, we want to get back into the game because I imagine you score lots of emotion, I'd imagine, but then straight away, you were to that ball. Was that the only thing on your mind at that time? In a way, yeah, because it, it's for the team. Obviously, we we were 2-0 we were down at the time and obviously as, as I'd scored, I knew it was just before half-time. I knew we are the type of team that when we get going, I, I, I don't think there's anyone in the league that can compete with us when we do the basics right and we, and we do things right ourselves. So I think, yeah, I think it was just that little bit of impetus and I think it's a psychological thing as well because if their team see us grabbing the ball straight away, sprinting back to halfway line, I think, come on, let, let's go again type of thing. I think it gives them a little bit of a warning sign rather than, yeah, we're happy to sit here for the point or maybe just stay in the game. We want that ball and we want to go again with it, really, and go and get the three points. What was said to you at half-time, I guess, at that point, obviously you were 2-1 down. I guess a lot of focus was on trying to get the level, which which you did. But what was said to you kind of about that goal at half-time or then full-time? 
Yeah, so at half-time, it was a case of we'd been given a little bit of a lifeline with the goal in, in regards to the team, but it's a bit of a funny one, really, because obviously Dust was doing his team talk and I could, obviously, I had, I had my phone in, in my trousers just next to me and it was on silent, so I won't get fined for it, but it just kept buzzing. And obviously, Duff was talking about the game and my phone was going off. I, I knew it was me mates in the group chat or whoever, uh, work colleague from school, and it, my phone was just going off. So, yeah, there was that. And then once we kind of got that out of the way and it, it was kind of Duff had done his team to a couple of lads like couldn't believe that it was me or what have you. But yeah, it, it, was, it was just one of them things where we, we kind of do it as a team and we kind of forget who scored. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was me, it doesn't matter if it was person who scored the most goals for the team this season. It was just kind of a case of getting us back in the game and getting us back to where we where we need to be. And then we can all laugh and joke about it on the buzz on the way home. And obviously, sometimes how it, strange it works in terms of you score one and then kind of more tend to, to, to follow. So are you hoping to add even more now? I mean, have you got an eye for it now? Yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully, like I say, we we work on set pieces quite a lot. And if the chance falls to me again in the next game or whenever it may be, hopefully I can take it. Um, I can start adding to the goals tally because ultimately it helps the team and it, it makes us um, more likely to win the game the more goals that we have. You're not going to be asking Richard Duffy then to play you up front just yet? No, not quite. We've got a few lads just in front of me for that one. So yeah, um, I'll stick at the back for the time being. And obviously when you were last on the podcast, we spoke about you being a PE teacher. What's the reaction been like at school? When was it mentioned in your PE lessons? You know, funnily enough, it was. Like I say, a lot of the kids follow it on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I've had a little bit of stick this morning in regards to scoring, but I've got the video up on my phone and I've showed them that it's an absolute screamer. So, yeah, it's all sorted. And in terms of the overall game, obviously you scored, but I guess the main thing was that you got that point in the end. And again, it's a game where Congleton have come back from setbacks and then at least got something out of the game. Yeah, I think I think personally and, and as a group, we've got to look at ourselves. We can't keep getting into them positions of being 2-0 down or a, a slow start and, and not taking the game to teams. Shows great character, obviously, to come back and to get the point in the end. And ultimately, I think we could have gone on to get three points. I know they've had the chance at the end, but I think it's a case that just shows our mentality that we we do want to go three points. We do want to go away to teams and not just settle for the point. So, yeah, overall, a decent point from the position we were in, but we can't help as a team to think that actually um, it might have been three points lost because of the chances that we created in the, in the second half that we had, really. Let's hope we get to see the Alan Shearer celebration at some point in the future. The game against Studley was Congleton's first away game in the league since the first weekend of November. So after 77 days, it was back down the M6 for Max Wrench and the Wrench family for our latest fan away day as they made the 170-mile round trip to Studley. Good morning. Uh, another town away game today. Uh, the first league one in a good while, actually. I think it's been over two and a half months since we last played at Highgate. Obviously, we've had a couple of kind of cup games in between that one at Lincoln and then uh, the other week at Whitchurch, which was a seriously cold night in the uh, the League Cup. Kind of thought at half time of that one, a game might get called off because of the pitch, but we ended up winning, which was good. And yeah, other than that, we've just had, just had home games, really. And, it's been a lot of fun, to be honest with you. I've really enjoyed it, having all them home games in a row, and it helps winning, but along with that, playing really good football. I thought we've been playing really well. Obviously, we've not dropped a point at home in the league all year. Last week, we had Dudley, obviously, in 7-0, which was incredible. I've not seen seven goals in a town game for a hell of a long time, and to do it in front of over 700 people was 
was ridiculous, really. I think, for me, the, the, the almost biggest shock from that was that it didn't feel too different anymore, in that, you know, like, that amount of people, it almost feels normal now, or to get those kind of crowds, which is, which is mental, really, because a, a few years ago, to have 700 people at a town game, it needs to be a pretty big game or a big event, but that was just for a regular league game, if you like, which is obviously great to see. And yeah, we put on a bit of a show. There were some really, really nice goals that we scored, that we played good football. And yeah, we've had other results kind of over the Christmas period. I um, thought that Schiffnell game was a big game that we had at home, you know, scoring late on. Ethan scored to make it 2-1 and yeah, numerous others where we're just finding ways to win games, which has been great. And yeah, more and more people are coming down. We obviously, you know, the results kind of deserve that. Be a bit different today, obviously going away to Studley. I think obviously it's going to be a, a, a tough one uh, looking at their kind of position in the league. I know it's obviously as it stands due to games in hand and all that kind of stuff, but they've got the points on the board in second at the minute. Obviously when we played them at home, it was a really tight game, just 1-0 penalty late on that we scored. So yeah, it's going it's to be a tough one as any away game is. I don't know. They obviously play on a 3G, which adds something different to it. Hopefully it'll suit our kind of nice keep it down passing style of play. But you never know. Obviously it helps to keep the game on. I was kind of wondering in the week with the cold weather and that whether it held up. But looks to be all good. Uh, I think we're heading down just before... One o'clock today, five of us in the car. Uh, I think it's looking about an hour and a half or so, obviously traffic dependent. The weather at the minute is looking pretty clear, obviously quite chilly still. So wrap up a bit and yeah, get some thoughts from the car shortly. So off on our way down to Studley now. Uh, we've got about an hour left in a journey, five of us in the car. Grandad and Dad next to me, what are your thoughts for today? Well, I'm looking forward to it today. Uh, Studley away, we've never been there. Had a look, I think it's a 3 or 4G pitch, so uh, loads of games off. So whether they'll... I think they have a fair link-up with Solly Hull. Uh, so whether there'll be a good crowd, hopefully so. It's an important game for us today. We'd love to get a win, as always, but it just ease that pressure at the top of the league. Providing we keep winning, no-one can touch us. But it to be these are obviously having a good run at the moment, and uh, to get take three points off them would be absolutely excellent. Uh, if we can, uh, last week we had the seven nil win, brilliant. Probably we got to remember they were playing with a lot of the game. They only had nine men, but some lovely moves created, especially by the uh, young lads up front. Uh, seven goals, it was excellent. So, oh, we can keep that going. So, uh, it has been raining, but it seems to have stopped now. Uh, warmed up a little bit. So, uh, be there in about an hour. And fingers crossed. Here's Ian. How far to go out? <laughs> 50 minutes. Um, Studley, somewhere near Kidderminster. Never really wanted to go before. <laughs> uh, I don't really like us playing on 4G pitches. I always think we are not as good a team on them it's always a massive home advantage for the teams you play them every week so I'll be happy to come away with a draw which is not the consensus in the car I've been told that's very <laughs> very negative but I've been told I'm very negative by Alex Davis which is quite the thing so I'll uh, let's see how we get on arrived here at Studley now to a good footballing setup by the look of it. I think it's a, a training pitch for one of the non-conference uh, teams, but it's good footballing setup in terms of the pitches and stuff. Obviously, 3G, I mean, viewing-wise, it doesn't look the best. Kind of 
only one little stand down one side other than that it's a bit bit open so the wind's whipping through it a bit it's a little bit cold decent bar though good selection of drinks on and that kind of thing looks like a uh, we've got a strong line up out obviously I'm guessing they'll have one of their strongest teams out as well so be interesting to see hopefully we can put in a good performance in the first half and be out at the break half time and uh, we're 2-1 down here in Studley and it's been a pretty interesting first half a lot of shouting and all sorts going on the two goals that we conceded were from two pretty big mistakes to be honest with you the first one uh, Max receives the ball in the middle of the park quite a bit of space around him manages to pick out their striker who then from probably just outside the box picks his head up and unleashes a shot in the corner good finish then they went 2-0 up probably with about half an hour gone trying to play it out from the back Dave gets it messes about with it a little bit end up giving it away and they obviously just kind of tap it in the net from there started to get a bit more of old in the game after that and then late on uh, we probably should have had a penalty but from the resulting corner of that we swing the ball in ball gets headed back across bit of a scramble and I think Mackenzie ended up tapping it in from about a yard away so we're 2-1 down it could be a lot worse it's frustrating that we've the only goals we've given them have been from mistakes but probably been the better team they are a good side probably both play relatively similar ways but yeah it's a big second half this could get a bit tasty as well fair few challenges and yellow cards been flying so fingers crossed full time at Studley uh, 2-2 finished up from being 2-0 down probably take that point it's a good point would have taken it before the game as well to be fair second half was pretty similar to the first really more of the same we were I'd say the better team, we had more of the ball, more of the chances. Obviously, they were kind of sitting deep, scored with a penalty, probably in about 75, 80 minutes or so. The referee throughout the game was, I mean, he was just a bit out of his depth, to be honest. Not biased either way, just just bad. But yeah, not, not a bad point in the end. Dan, what were your thoughts? I think we gave them two goals um, from that moment on there, not looking to do anything other than hang on in the game. Uh, it seems to be the... The Midland League way is just not to try and win, it's trying not to lose all the time, which gets frustrating. You'd think if they're in second, they'd want to really try and push on and dominate us, but they don't. Enjoyable to see us come back. Dan Cox assisted himself for an assist and a penalty, I'd put that down as. And we could have won it at the end. So, all in all, uh, I'll take that. I, would, I took 2-2 on the way down. I said I'd have a draw, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, and to be fair, he nearly threw it away at the end as well. They've made some good saves that kind of made up for his error in the first half we, we had a free kick we took it quickly ended up Lale had one on one more or less and Dave made pretty much a triple save to keep us at it so yeah not, not bad all in all we'll still be top of the league and that's Mackenzie's first goal as well must have been a ball of six inches out <laughs> so yeah two well, scrappy goals for us a penalty in that but you take it we could have got more from the game but at the same time could have lost so yeah not a bad day out just got back home uh, about 22.7, so about an hour and a half or so on the way back. Not a bad run after, yeah, what was a pretty interesting and exciting game today, really. I think the general consensus kind of leaving the ground from our fans is that we'd take the point. And yeah, I definitely agree with that, especially after, you know, being 2-0 down in the position that we were in. And yeah, we'll probably be slightly disappointed at the goals that we did concede. But then we've we've done well to kind of get back into the game. And to be honest, at the end, it, it could have 
gone either way that there was chances for both sides and we really went for it in terms of making our subs and stuff and left ourselves a bit open at times but you don't mind that so yeah no Dave made some great saves at the end and we had some chances of our own Cox had a good chance but yeah I think a draw is not a bad result there and we're at the top of the league They're, these teams have got to come and beat us really and especially if you look at the fixtures that we've got left the majority of the teams in and around us like Highgate and Litchfield have, have still got to come and play us at um, Booth Street. So you've got, you got to take confidence in that, if you, especially when you look at our record at home this season, not dropping a point. So still a good position to be in. And yeah, not, not a bad result today. And it leads us into this week, obviously, two games, which is which is nice. Next week, home game against Darleston. Obviously, they're doing quite well um, in and around the playoff spots. So that'll be another tough one. But obviously, being at home, like I say, you take confidence. But yeah, not not too bad today. Um, the game was an enjoyable one. You know, as a fan just watching, there's a lot to kind of shout about and refereeing decisions and all that kind of stuff. It definitely wasn't boring. So, yeah, it's been a uh, good day out. I've got a little do going out this evening with some of the lads I play football with. So that should be quite fun. And um, yeah, I'm sure I'll see a few of you this week. Cheers for listening. Thanks to Max for sharing his away day with us. It's back to the Cleric Stadium on Saturday as the Bears take on Darleston, which also means the return of Fancam. You may have already spotted yourself on one of the photos of supporters at Congleton's home games, which are then posted on social media and are kindly sponsored by Holdcroft Heating and Gas Fitting. So what makes the perfect photo? Let's go behind the lens with club photographer Elliot Trainer. So first of all, welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. Thank you, I'm happy to be here. How did you first get involved in photography? I think it's always been something that I was naturally meant to do because ever since I was a kid, I was obsessed with cameras. My dad got a camera once, it came mine very shortly after he got it. My sister had a camera when she was younger, quickly became mine. And I remember memories from school. We had a photographer who came in and ever since she was there, came hooked on it so I think it's always been something that I've definitely been interested in ever since I was I was a kid. Take us back to when you first got involved in Congleton Town how did you first get involved in the club? When I was younger I used to go watch the team play not much but a few times and then when I first got into sports photography it was about 2017 I think and I asked the club, I was like, would it be all right coming down photographing some of the games? And they were say, yeah, it's absolutely fine. I wasn't very good at this point, but it was a starting point. I did a few photos for them. And then fast forward a few years later, ended up going to uni. My final year project, which was just after COVID lockdown restrictions had come up, I was able to go to a few of the games while Judy was also there. So that worked out. Ended up doing a few few more games during that period. My final year project was solely based on Congleton Town, really. And then last summer, I saw the tweet that they were after a photographer. I was literally on my break at work, refreshed my page, 20 seconds I saw it. I was like, I might as well message them, see what they say. Adam got back to me very quickly and they said they were happy for me to come down. So ever since then, been doing it. It's great to have you on board. So what are you looking for when you're taking photos during the match? So when a player is attacking, I'll start pressing the shutter down because it could lead to anything. So during the game, loads of photos are being taken, but a lot of them won't be used. A lot like you guys won't see anything. But 
I think preparing for the moment when a player is about to shoot, hopefully score, and then the celebration tops it off. The celebrations are my favourite ones to get. Also, as I'm taking the photos, I, tr- I can visualise the pictures in my head exactly how they're going to turn out. So I, I try to get them there and then. For example, I can with my camera, my lens, it can zoom in to a certain distance. And if it allows me to, I would frame the shot so they're perfectly framed. It's not always the case, but I try my best to get it. Post editing, I can always fix it. But an example of where this went right and also went wrong, Max scored a goal. I think it was end of November, early December, it was around then. And I was using my camera to frame him perfectly, but then unexpectedly to me, he jumped up and the half of his body was in the frame. And I complete. I showed Adam this half of his body was in the frame, and it completely ruined the photo because I hadn't expected him jumping up. So it's a hindrance to me, but I'm learning to maybe be a bit lenient on not trying to always get it right straight away. So, what for you makes a good photo? Quite a lot of things, really. I think for the viewer, it needs to be easy to understand what's going on. Firstly. It can't be just any random photo or something that you look at it and there's nothing there. It needs like it needs to tell a story, for example. So like the celebration ones, they are my favourite ones because they tell the story. A viewer can look at it, they know a goal's just been scored. I make sure my photos are always as high as quality as they possibly can be. Like any images that probably lower resolution or just aren't. Like, you can zoom in and you can see all the details. That's just paramount to me, really. Everything needs to be in focus. Can't have someone being blurry or it's, it's what's the point. And I think, like I just said with the celebrations, I think raw emotion being captured by the players is my favourite bit. And if I can get that right, then I'm happy. And you mentioned there about the story that you're trying to capture through your photos. And I think the the way that it does it perfectly is these kind of like moving kind of images when a goal has been scored. We see the build up, then the goal and then the celebrations. Obviously, that takes a lot. And it's amazing that it literally was almost as if you're watching it in real time. So how many photos on average a game do you take to have to capture something like that? Depending on what's happened in the game, so if there's been a lot of goals or a lot of celebrations, a lot of action really, probably depend on two to two and a half thousand. So it's a lot and then it's a long process after that going through them all and selecting each one. And then like you just said with the photo sequences that I've been doing, wasn't my idea, I saw it somewhere and I was like, let me learn how to do it. And there's a few that I could possibly make for I think Max McCarthy's goal a few weeks ago, a few months ago, was the first one I made. Sent it over to Adam. He loved it. And I was like, I can keep doing this. Made a few more from there. They take a long time to make, but they're worth it. So really, the time that you spent sat at the side of a pitch taking the photographs is actually only kind of a few percent of the actual work that you have to do. The real work, I guess, is trying to whittle them all down. That probably takes the time to try and pick out the images that you really, really want. Since I've been doing the fan cams, probably say the last few weeks, it's been about from start, so get to Congleton Town about two o'clock. Don't usually finish till about two in the morning or maybe it goes on to the next day. So it's a lot of work that goes into it, but I, I love it. So 
to me it's not work why do you do it because obviously i think a photographer you're sat out there braving the kind of elements cold it's rain why do you do it because i love it that's as simple as answers that i've loved doing it and i want to keep getting better at it like i said to you naturally it's always been there for me so i think it's always going to be there for me and i'm just going to keep doing it until till i get bored i mentioned to a colleague of mine at work who's also slightly who's interested in photography about once that buzz goes from when i see a photo that i think looks good that's when i'll stop until then i'll keep going and you're also always on the lookout for pete williams's tonga <laughs> I actually didn't know this was a thing up until a few games in. I saw something that mentioned another player. And I had no idea what they were on about. And then I think it was the game following on from that. Adam actually mentioned to me, it's like, have you got any pictures of Pete with his tongue out? I was like, I can have a look. And then, yeah, it turns out in a lot of photos, he has his tongue, his tongue out and to throw him under the bus. There was a game where I counted... I think the first half, there was about 13 or 15 pictures of him with his tongue out. And then the second half, there's, I think, another 10. So, yeah, he's been caught out on that one quite a lot. Oh, I do feel sorry for Pete and his tongue. It, it does get mentioned uh, quite a lot. Fan cam, let's talk about that. It's something that's been developed over the last few weeks and, and months. Um, what are you trying to capture with the fan cam? I think it's just the supporters being as candid as they possibly can be because... Stage shots look good, but I think when they're candid and they're in the moment, they're doing what they're doing and they're being photographed without knowing they're being photographed, you can capture natural moments. And I think a few of them have been, it has been done a few times. There was a moment with someone with his son. They were just stood there laughing and I captured it and it looked great after. And I'm sure she appreciated the photo after. And I'm sure you're going to get some fans who will be trying to dodge the camera, but obviously you're going to get some <laughs> fans as well that will want to capture that moment when they're there supporting their bears. So how can fans get their photos taken for the fan cam when they come down to the Cleric Stadium? Approaching me is always a good way of doing it. There's fewer fans have already done that. They've seen me with my camera and then asked for the photos. The young players, the youngsters love having the photos taken. They're always asking me, can you take me photo and everything? I think most, well, most of the photos I've taken of the fans are always wearing some sort of Conton Town. They've always got a hat on, a coat on or anything. If I'm capturing them, they're, they're being involved with the club in some way. So having the Conton Town logo on in there somewhere is also, it's what I like. So I think if they're wearing anything Conton Town related, they'll probably get the photo taken more likely. And the best thing is you're really easy to spot as well because you're carrying a camera. So it's very, very yeah. hard to, to miss you. Um, we've also seen this week some of your photos shared on the England football social media pages. How proud is it to see your, your photos used on a national page like that? It's great. I mean, when I first found out about it and got asked for some photos, I was buzzing. It's like for England to have recognised them and asked Congleton Town about having a few more and then doing the things what they've done with Conquer Town's great. I think it's better for the club though, because England recognising the club is amazing. And I'm massively proud of the club for that. I think it just captures, doesn't it, the photos that were used but also the post that went alongside it as well. That community spirit here at the club. And for you, is that what the club is all about? That community family feel? Yeah, hundred percent. 
over the festive period, you're averaging over 600 fans. And then a week later, or two weeks later, you get a game last week, 700, over 700 fans. It's, it's unbelievable the amount of support the club's getting from the locals and even people from the surrounding areas. Do you have a favourite photo from this season so far? I do. I, I, I There's a few that I quite like. One of Max McCarthy celebrating a few months ago. I think I have that pinned on my Instagram still. And then there's one of Tom Hampton scoring against Northwich Victoria. It was a story of how it came about, which is why it's actually my favourite. So I was speaking to Adam before the game and I mentioned to him about going sitting behind the net. I'd never done it before and I was like, I'd give it a try because the other side, you can't do it because the uh, white wall's too close. I was like, I'll do the first half normally and then I'll give it a go sitting behind the net. Lens allows me to turn the setting on where it won't focus on anything three metres in front of it. So it'll miss the net out. So it won't focus on the net. So fast forward to the second half, I'm sat there it's quite difficult to capture through the net, but then Tom scores. I've only actually recently seen the goal on a highlight. Keeper comes out, hits Tom and rolls in. And I'm able to capture his celebration right in front of me. Managed to capture the whole sequence dead on in front of me. And it would never have happened if I hadn't sat behind the net. So, yeah, I'm really happy with how that one turned out. Absolutely incredible. I know it was a special moment for Tom as well on his, his return as well. I think it might have been his, his first um, goal back. When you are sat behind the net, what is going through your mind? Because if somebody hits a thunderous shot, are you thinking, I'm in the firing range here? I'm hoping that I'll sat near the middle enough where no one's having a shot that, that, that is that bad that hits me. It's possible where someone tries to have a cross and it's an awful cross and it does hit me. But thankfully, I haven't been hit yet. I'm just hoping we've not cursed you now, Elliot. And for those of our listeners who are interested in this type of thing, what equipment do you use? So I use a Sony camera, Sony A7 IV camera, and a lens that I've got in the last year. It's a Sony 70-200 2.8. If photographers are interested, they'll know what all that means. That's the only two equipment I've really used this season. Brilliant. Well, thanks for all your time um, this evening and thanks a lot for your time as well, sitting out on the pitch, capturing some brilliant images you do for Congleton Town. Oh, thank you for the kind words and it's been great being on. The fan cam will be back this Saturday when the Bears host Darleston at the Cleric Stadium. So make sure you keep an eye out for Elliot and his camera. The ladies' first team are also at home this weekend as they host Nantwich Town at Congleton High School on Sunday. There's been lots to celebrate for the first team over the last few weeks. First an 8-2 win in the Cup, and then last weekend a brilliant 4-3 victory away at league leaders AFC Crew. The ladies' first team is only in their second season, and the reserves their first. The recent results show the progress the teams continue to make, as coach Neil Craddock explains. They were absolutely outstanding on Sunday. The grit and determination is what got them over the line in the end. And it just goes to show all the hard work they've been putting in over the last few months. We've been telling them, we said, you know, you've come on the back of a, a couple of losses, but we knew with how hard they were working that eventually they would get a result. We didn't think it would be necessarily against the top of the league, but we've got the confidence in them. It's just making sure that they've got the confidence in themselves. But me, Steve and Tom knew they got a performance in them and yeah, uh, every player was absolutely uh, outstanding on Sunday. 
And that's the thing because throughout the season they've been involved in some high scoring draws. The, the score lines have perhaps all, not always reflected the, the way that they've, they've performed. So how pleasing is it for you as the coaching team but also the players as well to, to, to get a win, but not only a win, but a win against the league leaders? Yeah, the, the fact that I think we're the second high scorers in the league, but I think we've also conceded the, the, the most amount of goals in the, in the league as well. So it's a case of, well, if they score two, we'll have to try and score three. So we, we, we say to the girls, go out there and enjoy yourselves because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You need to play with a smile on the face. And the more you enjoy it, the better you play. The better you play, the, the more hard work you put in, the, the, the better the results are. So, we're, yeah, we're over the moon that we kept it down to three. Uh, we know we've got goals in us, plenty of goals in us. We've got loads of attacking players. We uh, encourage them to, to play the game the right way, play with a smile on their face and enjoy it. And uh, try not to concede as many as what they have been doing. I think it's important to remember as well, this is only the second season that Congleton ladies have had a team. For the first time, it's many that they've had to make that step, step up to the, the Premier League Division. I guess it must be really pleasing from a coaching side again to come in week after week after week and see the, the development of the players and, and the team. It is, it's, it is a big step up from the Championship to the, to the Premier League. Um, but we know we've got such a, a strong squad of players um, that are really committed. Um, and like I say, it does come down to the enjoyment and they put the hard work in each week. Um, so to see them progress from from a relatively new team last season to where we are now, um, if we can get the top four or five, we'd be, uh, we'd be over the moon with that. And I guess you're just looking for a strong end to, to the season now, including a cup quarter-final. Yeah, so a cup run would be good. You never know. Like I say, we beat top of the league on, on uh, Sunday, so uh, why not get through to a semi-final or, or a final? A bit like what the men's team did last season, so we can try and emulate what they did, hopefully. It's the first season for the reserves. How do you reflect on their season so far? Yeah, we've had uh, we've had three three wins. Um, again, it's difficult because you're setting up a, a squad from scratch again. There's two or three girls in there that have not played football for the last eight or nine years. Uh, they've got the love for the game back, so they've, they've come along to us. We've got uh, one girl that played rugby, never played football before until the start of the season. Uh, so again, we've got a good mixture of experience and youth in there. A couple of young players, a couple of older heads as well. That, that helps uh, to bring their development on. But yeah, once we get the whole squad together, we've had one really outstanding win against Manchester Rovers. And once we've got everyone available over the coming weeks, then yeah, we've, we'll have a, a good end to the season. Because it is a new team, is it quite hard as well? Because they've had multiple games called off because of the weather and things like that. Is it quite difficult just to get that consistency when it is a new team, not to be playing week week after week after week? It is, especially the way the weather's been for the last couple of months. And these girls only train together for an hour and a half at the most, uh, once a week. Some of the uh, teams that we come up against, they've got better facilities um, in the towns that they live in, so they can train two or three times a week. Congleton as a, a population of the town is getting a lot bigger. We haven't got the facilities or the infrastructure. Um, we're grateful for the high school that we get the, the, the hour here. And it shows in both the first team and the reserve teams the reason why we concede so many goals late on in the games is because it comes down to fitness. And it's the fitness levels because we just haven't got the facilities to train week in, week out. So we're, we're, we're chuffed a bit with how both the first and the reserves are going. And hopefully, as, as the months go on, we'll be able to get an extra training session in somewhere, especially in the light nights, get out on the grass somewhere or down back lane, um, and, and that will come over time. And you were at the Witten game for the men's first team on Tuesday night. There's just a real feel-good good factor, isn't there, kind of around the entire club at the moment? Yeah, I put the feel-good factor down to, um, I think, the run that the men's team had uh, last season when they were uh, on telly against uh, Fylde in the FA Cup, and then it sort of built from there. Uh, but I also believe that the uh, merger with Congleton Rovers has helped to bring that family 
connection together. There's a, there's a lot of youngsters down there, which is nice to see. There's a um, mums, dads, aunties, uncles. It's not just... And there's a lot of local players in the men's team as well, so that's bringing a lot more uh, interest. I've been following Congleton Town 30, 40 years now, and I've never known us to have over seven, 800 attendances for consecutive home games. And for Town to take at least 150 away to Witten last night and a on a windy, cold night um, was, was, was superb, so long may it continue. Lola Craddock and Courtney Page-Beeston both scored in Congleton's win at the weekend, and just like their teammates, they were in high spirits at training this week. It was really fun, to be fair. It was We've not won in a couple of weeks, and it was just fun to get a couple of goals. So I'd say very proud to have scored my two goals. We played great as a team. It was really, really good. What do you think it was about Sunday in terms of getting that result and getting that three points and the win? I think everyone just wanted it more because we won the cup game the week before, so spirits were high anyway. And then with winning so highly like we did, everyone just wanted it more and we, we were closing down quicker and that's where our goals came from. It was really good. It was a big game for us because obviously we beat top of the league. So it was, we all performed as a team, so we all went out straight away and... And you mentioned that, but it wasn't it, you conceded in the first minute, but then you immediately bounced back. Yeah, so they scored, what was it, straight away? 30 seconds. From like the kickoff. And then obviously it was our kickoff, and then it was like 1 1 in that, that next minute. Um, and then you scored again. And then it was 3 1 at half time, so we were always ahead of the game. And then in the second half, we would obviously scored another goal, it was doing well, but they came out like wanting to win the game. And is it quite rare for you to score with not 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 your feet and actually with your I've head, never, wasn't it? I've never heard of the ball before in my life, so when I did and I scored, I was very happy. Okay. And it was a good assist, so <laughs> Thank you. take that. And just, just tell this listeners all a little bit about when you first got involved with Congleton. I wasn't scoring at all. Um, I don't even know what it was. And then uh, about two, three games in, I broke my wrist. So I was out for like six weeks or so. And then obviously came back and I just wasn't playing four games. I had to get myself back into the games. And then like two, three weeks ago, started scoring the goals and made myself very happy and the team. Six goals in two games. Yeah. When, when that happens, are you just really high on confidence? Yeah, because obviously when I'm in front of the goal, you have to go for the corners, as I get told, every week. But then obviously you just got to put your mind to it. And Courtney, you've been at Congleton since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was it that first attracted you to this club in, in the first place? Well, I knew Steve from before, and that's when Steve came up with the idea that he would start a girls' team. So we were like, just tell us when we'll we'll come, we'll come for tryouts. That it just all happened really quickly, and then we were just in the season, winning every single week. It was a really good season, the first season. And how much have you enjoyed being involved with this team, with the club, and also did this group of players that, that you've got? Because you seem to have a great team spirit. Well, I've been playing football since I was nine years old, and this is the only team that I've played for where everyone just gets on so well like we never any arguments like we all just really get on like we go out and do te- like see each other on weekends like it's a great group of girls I'm really really happy to be to be in this team and Lola is that something that you, you agree with as well 100% and just how, how important is that do you think to have a team where the, the, the team spirit is so high it's massive because obviously everyone encourages each other on the, on the pitch and off the pitch and it just helps on the pitch like we're always like boosting everyone's confidence and it just Makes the game better, and that's how we win the games. I don't know. Are you, are you two going against each other now, trying to you know, win the season? Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%.
we played in one cup and uh, didn't work out the way we wanted it to. But obviously, last Sunday, we went to Liverpool and we got a good good result out of that game. So and it's just now, every week, trying to score more goals and hopefully get higher in the league and finish in top three, maybe. The ladies' first team are back in action on Sunday against Nantwich Town. That's a 2pm kick-off at Congleton High School. The ladies' reserves are away at Glenavon Bowles on the same day. As we've heard, the men's first team are at home on Saturday against Dorleston. That's the usual 3pm kick-off. The reserves are away at Middlewich Town on Saturday, before they're then at home next Wednesday, the 31st of January, against Winstanley Warriors. That game will be played at the Cleric Stadium. We hope to see you there, and thank you for listening to the Congleton Town Football Club Podcast. Stay on the-